Well, hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Breakfast with Boom. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And listen, we have three incredible topics, one of which is extremely controversial. And the man of the hour has just arrived, Fuzzy Belvedere. We're going to come to you secondly. I know you said you were coming in hot. This this topic is directly for him, uh, specifically. Before we get into the three topics, I want to welcome everybody here. I also want to say a big thank you to my panel members. And I want to say a very special uh, hello to our guest. You know, he used to be just a podcaster, used to be just someone that ran a website. Now he is a producer of his own game, Back to School. Welcome back, Zemi Games. Hello, thank you so much, man. Uh, you know, it's been a it's been a very very long time since I've been on Breakfast with Boom. Uh, this is this is where it all started the the whole podcast journey, and uh, I'm back. So, well, you know uh, what? I it, the invite. It, it, it's it it just so happens that we're talking Starfield and we're talking Hogwarts, and those are you two of your favorite uh, topics. Uh, I originally was going to have the state of play playing in the background, so we you know once we get to the Hogwarts uh, uh, part of the show. You guys can see what we saw, but WB, they're a bunch of MFs, and even though I wouldn't have sound, they I've seen them shut down channels for stuff like that. So it's just going to be Forza, uh, for, it's going to be Forza Horizon Five and Halo gameplay today. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to take a chance. I mean, we just hit 10K, and the last thing I need is a strike from WB, who I know uh, are just terrible when it comes to the community. So, um, but listen, Zemi, welcome here, brother. We want to, uh, happy to have you here. Uh, let's let's continue. Crispy Bomb, you have been really going at it in the DMs with us. Uh, you have a lot to say on some of the topics. I can't wait to get your opinion on it. Welcome. Oh, got my coffee, boom. I am ready to roll. We got some great topics, people. What up to the chat? Uh, share this out. Like this. Let's go, baby. Indeed. Yes, please uh, share this because, well, you know, yo, YouTube is, um, well, they've been kind of effing up lately. I'm getting a lot of messages from people saying, hey, boom, I'm not getting notified when you go live. And unfortunately, that's not my fault. That is, uh, we are at the mercy of the tech gods known as Google and YouTube. And uh, sometimes they just don't, they just, you know, they just make mistakes. And hopefully that mistake is fixed quickly enough. Uh, But uh, let's welcome in Fuzzy. Fuzzy, you Mm -hmm. did something very uncharacteristic. Uh, on Twitter yesterday, and you had you had a lot of right to do so. Uh, I was saying before that personally, I may not have used the explicits the way I would I would have probably blocked them out. But <laughs> seeing how mad you were yeah. on what exactly happened is why we're opening the show with the Gran Turismo um, microtransactions and update uh, drama, and that continues. And it's very disappointing. Uh, you have put a significant amount of time into it mm-hmm. only to be, uh, to, to be brick walled by an update. Uh, how are yeah. you, man? And, uh, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, what's up to everybody in the chat and everybody on the panel and, uh, our special guest returning, <laughs> uh, man, it's, it's awesome to be here with you guys. But, uh, as far, as far as Gran Turismo, it's one of those games, and I know a lot of people in the audience probably <clears throat> heard me a couple of weeks ago when I was saying, you know, the beginning part was a bit stressful or, or a little frustrating uh, as far as the slow grind. But once you get into just focusing on the cafe stuff, you know, it opens up and it, it get, you can get to the fun parts where you have your cars that you want to race and the tracks that you want to you know race at and stuff like that. Well, their most recent update, because they've 
made this game a little extra grindy, more so than previous Gran Turismo's, more so by a long shot than they did for Gran Turismo Sport, um, by adding these microtransactions and, and, and turning up the grind notch just a bit, they saw that a lot of people were racing at tracks that had, you know, reasonable payouts. They weren't anything spectacular, but, you know, for, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of your time, you could get, you know, maybe a $50,000 payout or $30,000 or $35,000 payout, which sounds reasonable to me. I mean, if you look at uh, GT Well, I mean, in video game, that's called farming. But listen, before we get into what sets you off, (laughs) let me just continue with the introductions, and then we're going to go right to you because I'm going to let you run this topic because obviously, like I've said uh, in the green room, if there's any one person that that I know that is qualified to take on a topic that involves racing. It is going to be Fuzzy Belvedere. But, well, Web Dave, welcome back to the program, brother. How are you? I'm doing great, Boom. Thank you so much uh, for having me on today. And, and man, this is going to be <laughs> absolutely on fire discussion today because Crispy's uh, comments uh, pregame uh, and Fuzzy, <laughs> I know his opinion on some of this stuff from talking to him the other day. And, man, this is going to be crazy. And it's also great to have a Zimmy here because I know that Toby loves Zimmy. Toby loves the Zimmy games. <laughs> he, he does. He's he's actually right there. <gasps> There's Toby. He's right there. Toby, Toby, yeah. my favorite elf. <laughs> yeah, Dobby. Maybe, maybe Dobby makes an appearance because, you know, he is old. Uh, but, <laughs> he is uh, old. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. But listen, dude, I'm glad that you're here. Uh, Fuzzy, before I get to you, brother, we got to uh, shout out a couple of people. Drawn TJ <laughs> drops not one but two super chats. The first one of two dollars says, "Morning, booming panel. Morning to you, Drawn TJ. How the heck are you?" We also have a, a comment from Kingfish seven three seven, who's been a member of the channel for two months. He says, "Another awesome episode with Boom and the amazing panel." Well, thank you so much for the compliments and thank you for being here. And Drawn TJ drops another ten dollars super chat. Thank you for the generosity, my brother. He says. Gran Turismo 7 is a dumpster fire. Sad. Six years to make an amazing game. I was looking forward to to do battle between Grant uh, GT7 and Forza Motorsport, but it's going to be a bloodbath. Oh, there's there's no doubt about it. Um, but listen, Fuzzy, let's get into let's get into the weeds here, so to speak. Uh, yeah. Gran Turismo 7 came out. Uh, it was sitting at a, an 88 for quite some time on Metacritic. A lot of people. Uh, reviewed the game some people seem to overlook several of the uh graphical issues that the game was having so we're not going to hear we're not here to talk about the the uh the the, you know the the score the score is the score it is what it is but what we are here to talk about is upon release of this game officially the game was marred by uh egregious microtransactions Cars that were costing $5 in the real world uh, during GT Sport were now $40 if you wanted to go out and buy these games. So <clears throat> take it from there. What well, They do the update, <laughs> yeah. and they make it even harder oh, for yeah. a player to, to, to make ways into this game. And why is that? It, it seems like... I guess they saw that a lot of people were grinding certain races where, you know, the payouts were a bit better uh, or what I would consider reasonable um, when you compare it to like GT sport, GT sports payouts were a little bit better, especially for the custom races where you were doing like an hour long endurance race or something like that. But uh, 
they saw that people were playing these certain uh, tracks or, or racing there. And they decided, hey, why don't we cut some of the payouts by five grand or cut them in half or cut them down to a third of what they were just so that way, at least it seems on, on the surface that it seems like they wanted to help, you know, push or nudge people more towards topping up their, you know, insufficient credits by, you know, doing the microtransaction form, you know, using real money to buy in-game currency. Uh, or at least that's how it seems on the surface to me. I mean, I understand you don't want to have it where you get all the cars right away. And I know a lot of people like to make that comparison to, you know, Forza, but I beg to differ on that, <laughs> depending on how you play Forza. If you're going for exploits, sure, you can get all the cars, but you could do the same thing in, in Gran Turismo. And then in, in the cafe, you get a lot of the higher end cars, you know, fairly early or earlier than you probably should. But all of that aside, if you're looking to race in the game and build a car collection, because they, they try to emphasize the collecting of cars as being one of the key features of this game, you're more than likely going to have to at some point top off your in-game credits with real world money. Because unless you're going to do hundreds of hours of the same race or you know hundreds of different races, but with the same car, because obviously you can't have a whole bunch of cars if you're only getting like 2000 to maybe 6000 per race uh, it, it's going to take forever to get that you know $20,000 Jaguar or uh, the classic you know uh, Jaguar race car that they have or like a, a $3 million Ferrari classic or something along those lines so it, it it just seems like yeah there was a few other bug fixes that they were they could have you know patched but it seems like they really wanted to put the screws to the players as far as in-game currency um and and just making it that much you know tougher or more grindy than what it was beforehand but um yeah i it, it just it rubbed me the wrong way like i was fine with the way the credits were paying out before like yeah it was less than what it was in gt sport and bear in mind gt sport you didn't have to really pay for maintenance well, you didn't, there was no maintenance fee at all. So you didn't have to worry about oil changes or washing your car or any of that stuff. The only thing you had to use was what they used to call mileage points to pay for like uh, lightening your car or adjusting your suspension and things like that. But you got the mileage points on top of in-game credits. So when you want to race, let's say you did five laps at um, uh, Brands Hatch you would get like $23,000. Well, you do that now or I, before the patch, you were only getting like maybe 16,000 at max. And that's right. if you were racing on like the unbeatable level or like the tough AI to even get that amount. So they already cut the, the winnings, you know, a good bit. But like in sport, you would get the mileage points, which would be like 10 points for every mile that you raced. So you would accumulate those in a few races. You would have enough points to either buy a pace car or buy, you know, a collection of wheels or special paint. Like they used to have like different like candy paint or metallic flake paint that you would have to buy separately, which you still have to buy in uh, Gran Turismo 7. But it it's in-game credits now that, you know, totaling the amount of like $2,000 to $4,000 for paint when it was like 100 credits to 2000 credits as far as as far as mileage points in gt sport and like i said you always got those gt sport or those mileage points on top of credits for your payouts for from every race so if you ran you know 10 races for 10 miles you got 
well over a thousand you know mileage points that day. So it it it, it just set me off. I I I normally try to keep a level head on things, but it was already like, all right, I got to do the same silly race with these minis to get you know, 50,000. So that way I could put the better tires on my Camaro so I can race at Daytona, which by the way, they even cut the payout on Daytona, which I love doing the road course there. Um, at that point, it was like, why do I even bother? It's like, I, yeah, they, they just essentially made it. So unless you already have the cars you want and there's no uh, you know real desire to get those 20 million or $4 million cars in the game. Yeah. You're you're going to have to, you know, you some know, of the changes that, that they made, uh, Fuzzy, seem to be very reminiscent of a free to play game, right? Yeah. R- rather than a paid for game, which is where <laughs> we have the problem. Yeah, I mean, if it was free to play, I think I would be a lot more accepting of this model. Um, but considering I paid a little under ninety dollars, or maybe it was around ninety dollars with tax or so for the twenty fifth anniversary edition, this is excuse my language, this is bull, you know what? It, it, it doesn't make sense to me that they're going to now, you know, take a, a race that just because a lot of people were doing this so they could finally get the car. But that they farming want. is a part of gaming. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 I want to bring up a game. People are going to get mad. So, so cover your ears. Uh, <laughs> Elden Ring is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Right. Uh, there are several farming spots mm-hmm. in the game that give you the ability to level up your character. And in some in, in some instances, you're talking 17, 18,000 runes per kill. Yeah. And it's easy as firing a bow. Mm-hmm. Now, some people will be like, well, that's not how you're supposed to play the game. You know, I'm a purist, so I just want to grind my teeth until, until they break. And that's good <laughs> if that's how you want to play. But a lot of people are using this to try different builds, mm-hmm. to try different uh, character um you know, between magic and, and, and up close and, and personal fighting. So they never took it out. They did an update yesterday. I was a little I was concerned about saying, man, are they gonna are they gonna kill these farming spots that everyone's posted on you know there's there's millions of videos on YouTube and no they haven't killed any of those uh, farming spots because farming is a part of gaming. Yeah. Right. It's not illegal. You're not hacking the game. You're not doing anything you're not supposed to do. It's right. simply you're playing the game and you're running over a level several times so you can buy different cars. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see if they patch something where it was an exploit, like you ran in reverse and then ran over the finish line. You instantly win the race or some, some sort of like I could see that being an, an and things issue. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and patch those. Those should be fixed. But if you're already determining that you're going to have a set amount of payout and then you see that people are using that payout because there's no other real way to earn currency at a reasonable pace, it, you know, it, it just, it reeks of, of greed for, for these microtransactions. It, it also reeks of not respecting 100%. players time. I mean, I, I, yes, I'm retired. So I can sit here and play, Gran Turismo for four hours straight, you know, have lunch and then play another four hours. I, I, hey, it, I, other than stuff I got to do around the house or, or help the kids with homework, I, I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, so, but you know what? Again, not everyone is in that position. Exactly. And real, real quick, Drawn TJ drops an additional $2 super chat. Thank you for the generosity. He asked, what is the highest payout in per race? Like, what's the highest race payout? 
the highest one that I've seen so far is seventy five thousand, and wow, they cut that. Even sound like a lot when cars are. And see, that's this is. Let's let's just stop right there, <laughs> and let's just think about this for a second. You win a race, you get seventy five thousand dollars. You're like, this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now we're we're talking, but are we? Because their high end cars that were five dollars in real world money are now three and a half million dollars exactly so you you tell me using (laughs) simple mathematics how many times do you need to win this particular race at 75 grand to be able to afford one legendary 3.5 million dollar car well that to me sounds like uh like it's you might as well watch paint dry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and the workaround used to be that if you were an endurance racer, like I like to be sometimes and have where you can do the pit stops for fuel and tires, you know, just set it for an hour or two. If you have that time to burn, no interruptions and stuff. I mean, yeah, you could pause it, but uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. And you would get the same amount of money for sitting there for two hours straight, going around in a circle or going around on a road course. And, right. and I love doing that stuff, but if you're going to tell me now that instead of giving me 75,000 at the end of that, that I'm only going to get 26,000. Oof. And that's what it kick is. Rocks. Go ahead yeah. and kick rocks. I mean, Go kick rocks. I got to do this race 40 times to get the million dollar car. Like, and, and bear in mind, buying parts now costs the in-game money as well. So, and I used to be an aftermarket uh, automotive aftermarket. So they have racing exhaust for 10 grand just for the exhaust aspect, not the, not the headers just the, the the muffler basically or the straight pipe <laughs> and the most i've ever seen those things cost in real world unless you're having somebody custom bend type of uh deal is going to be somewhere in the two and three grand range and a lot of times you can get those for a, quite a bit less than that so they don't even have realistic prices on some of the parts that are in the game <laughs> but wow it, that that being said it's like all right you win seventy five thousand. let's say you won it with a stock based car well the next race that you want to do is probably going to have to pay you know at least that amount because now if you go ahead and buy tires which if you want the the racing tires that are super sticky those are about thirty-seven thousand for a set and then you got to spend about fifteen thousand on the lowering suspension that you can adjust the camber and all that stuff and then if you're going to do the exhaust the headers the 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 exalt the the back end and then an intake you're going to spend at least another 20 grand on on those parts so it's like just fixing up one of your cars to make it more race worthy is going to eat up that 75,000 in a, in no time flat. And and if you want nitrous, which is like the, the, the cheat button, which, you know, it's cool to have that in there, but it's a hundred mm-hmm. grand and at least they refill it for you after each race. But it's like, man, I can only imagine they can make this even more grindy by like, Oh, well you, your refill fee is $5,000 or something ridiculous. Um, and they have it where you have to do oil changes, which I have my Camaro. I've raced enough where I've had to do a couple of oil changes. I'm wondering when I get to 10,000 or 20,000 miles, if I may have to replace the engine because they do have replacement engines. Now, they showed like engine swaps that you can do, but you have the windows and some sort of roulette thing that seems weighted against you uh, in most cases. But um yeah, yeah I, the, if people are asking in the chat, are the servers down still after 30 hours? My brother, Neo Mental, in the chat just uh, confirmed that, yes, they are yeah. servers. And real quick, I want to just uh, shout out Master Jazz 9 He puts a really important, uh, uh, worthy comment into the uh, into the chat here. He says, Monster Hunter 
which we know is a grindy kind of a game, respects your grind and respects your time. Mm-hmm. Gran Turismo does not. Yeah. And that's a perfect example. Now, listen, Fuzzy, uh, I'll come back to you in a moment, but I do want to get the rest of the panel. And Crispy, sure. I got I got to bring you in on the conversation, but I want to read. Now, this came to, once again, VGC, Video Games Chronicles. If you're not following them on YouTube, you should. Uh, if you're not following them on Twitter, you should. If you're not going there for your daily news on on your on your phone for apps, you should. Because to me, they have uh, elevated themselves in a way that I go there almost every day for news. And I pulled this story. They were the first to report on the situation from the initiative earlier this week. And they were the first to report on the Gran Turismo patch 1.07. And this is what they had to say in the article. It says, a new patch for Gran Turismo 7 has reduced the amount of in-game currency many race, for, for many races uh, via reward, thereby making it harder to unlock new cars even after widespread criticism of the game's microtransactions. And they continue, on top of this, unlike in previous games in the series, players are unable to sell their cars to earn credits. Once a player has finished a game's campaign, the main goal is to collect the legendary cars, the most expensive cars in the game. Simply playing the game races over and over is only is the only in-game option to earn these cars. As a result of this, some members of the community came up with a list of tracks that they could exploit for easy credits. This list appears to be the main target of the game's latest patch. The patch, which includes the number of credits earned from specific races that players have been using to alleviate the grind towards these high-end cars, is being received poorly, especially as Gran Turismo 7 is a $70 or £70 game. Now, look... If this game doesn't have microtransactions, Crispy, then it's just a bad patch. But I have to agree with Fuzzy here where it appears that Polyphony as well as SIE PlayStation is pushing players to spend real-world money, and they're doing it blatantly. And I'll say this. Anyone who is a diehard PlayStation fan, if you do not call them out for this, then you yourself are a part of this problem what do you think about that, Crispy? You know, it's really sad because I really used to love Gran Turismo. I mean, Gran Turismo 2 is, is I consider, one of the greatest. It was one of the most innovative racing games you ever played. Like, I literally, I almost beat the entire game with the original car. I souped up the Celica so much that the thing had like a thousand horsepower after I was done with it. I tweaked the hell out of that thing. And you weren't you weren't spending much of anything, you know. You would buy your parts, but you weren't you weren't spending anything to do anything, you know. And you could literally beat some of the races with its stock, you know what I'm saying? And I, I feel like they're just like, you know, we we know that you know it's kind of hard to do all this stuff, but let, let's just make it a little harder, okay? Let's 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 you know, you got to spend your money, you know. At this point, you know. Fuzzy has made me more angry than I already was because I I didn't realize, you know, how much they they monetized even, you know, doing tweaks to the cars, dude. Yeah. Like and 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 it costs, you know, it's either the credits you you put those hard earned races into, you know, I, I mean, enjoyment in a game is not farming one race. Okay, you're doing it out of necessity. All right. So 
you know, you're going to sit here and you're going to take away that 175,000. You're saying, nah, you only get 26. You can't even go to 50. I mean, it's like, they're like, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go and say, you know what? Nah, you, you can't do any of that. You, you don't, you don't get, you don't get half of what you get now. And they're doing it all at once. And now the game's been down for what, what 30 hours now? It's a little over 30 hours now. I yeah. mean, Get him, I just, I just want to say this, okay? If this was an Xbox exclusive, we ourselves would be raking it through the coals because we are Xbox fans. And I don't see enough people speaking up. I, I'm starting to see people that would normally defend until no end speak up. But there's a lot of people that are not speaking up. And if you allow this, don't be mad when they continue with the all these other games. And it's pretty sad that we're at the point where you got to say, Oh, Xbox, you guys that uh, love Xbox just a little bit more than PlayStation, come save us. Come take all the heat. You know what I'm saying? It's getting ridiculous. I mean, this yeah. game is a monetization of until no end, it sounds like. And and we raked through the coals. Halo, which is the multiplayer's free to play, and we still yeah. raked it through the coals. We raked the gears. Really, it was all skins. It had nothing to do with having a better car or nothing like that. And we still raked it through the coals. Okay, but I don't hear enough people that have a PlayStation and they like it a little bit more or just have a PlayStation and they have this game. I don't hear enough people speaking up. And unfortunately, you know, you hear fuzzy and I I just I feel for him because I've been there. All right. And and it's it's sad that, you know, they're like they're doubling down, even though people started speaking up to begin with. So apparently not enough people are speaking up. So I challenge you because this is probably one of the worst things i've ever seen as far as money yeah it's probably the most egregious money grab i've ever you, seen you, in gaming at yeah. minimum you have already paid 70 dollars for this game at minimum okay this is not me downloading gears on game pass and still raking it through the coals every time gears was brought up until they fixed that tour of duty system i said the tour of duty's trash and, and you can go back and look I, I i have always been against this type of thing and that was through a game that I downloaded on Game Pass. So you think yeah. about that. This is, I mean, some of y'all, I, I feel bad. And, and I know you're speaking up, but it, I guess it's just not loud enough. Or or your fellow PlayStation players that are playing the game just don't want to talk about it. Because at this point, I mean, it's bad news, but it's even worse news that they, they just doubled down on it. And I, I just, I, I can't believe they did it. And on top of that, now it's been down for 30 hours. So even if you just didn't care, now you can't even play the game. So I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I expect people to hopefully by the end of today really uh, come out here and say, you know, this is not right and they need to fix this and they need to give some, at the least, give everybody a million credits for being down for this long. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's a great point. Uh, let me catch up with some of the Super Chats. Jacob Novak drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat and says, as we know, Phil said that we, that we haven't – we." That we haven't that, that that they don't have their own Nathan Drake. Uncharted is funny uh, enough based because it's based on Indiana Jones, which Xbox is making. Yeah, I I, I think that's going to be exclusive, and I cannot wait to see what Machine Games does with that. Uh, they're, they're normally first person shooters, right? So uh, they're they're making Indiana Jones games, which is bonkers, right? It's, it is Machine Games. I'm, I'm correct in saying so. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, J C. Cal- uh, Carla Moreau drops an outstanding $2 super chat, and he says, I'm trading my 25th anniversary of Gran Turismo in for Mario Odyssey. I think that's a big win, brother. Definitely, uh, that's a big win. And Chaos Might 
good friend of the show, drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, Sony is the biggest milker in the industry, and it's disgusting. Now, real quick, I got to find the comment because uh, someone says something. Re- Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Just one. Give me one second, folks, because this is this is uh, this is really good. Let me see where is it. Uh, you know what? I- I'll find I'll find it and I'll and I'll bring it up in a second. You know what? Let's bring uh, Web Dave into the conversation, and we'll bring Zemi in. Uh, Web, this is uh, this is another black eye for this game that has only been out for a week and some change. Uh, it launched with uh, very good scores at eighty eight. Um, what we understand, and we heard from several people within the uh, reviewing community, that uh, Sony, SIE, PlayStation, uh, did not. Uh, they they had the 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 microtransactions uh, not available during the preview during the review, which I think is a bit, which is a sign that they knew that what they were doing was wrong, and that people would have taken points off for it. And I say that to say that uh, if you folks remember. When um, Forza Motorsport 7 was reviewed, points were, in fact, taken off for for having microtransactions that it didn't have. It wound up having loot boxes that you could win, but you couldn't buy them with real-world money like you can in Gran Turismo 7. And it got points deducted for that, whereas Gran Turismo didn't because the reviewers, and I'm giving people credit here, didn't have that available during their preview, they were not made uh, aware that these egregious microtransactions were going to happen. Now, with that said, we hear that it was already difficult enough to get these one and two and three and a half million dollar supercars that you want to collect. But we have learned now that credits, uh, the, the way that you can get credits are only through races, unlike before you could sell cars. So that was taken out of the game to push people towards microtransactions. And now with this 1.07 update, it appears that they are t- making it even more difficult. This is a giant L for SIE PlayStation. This is a giant L for Polyphony. And more importantly, for Gran Turismo. And the fact that the word grand is in there. Uh, to start it out is 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 an oxymoron because there's nothing grand about this game at all uh considering that it does not look as good as Forza Motorsport 7 from 5 years ago to to add more salt to the wound they are now raking the player base over the coals with these egregious microtransactions what do you say to that dave well i definitely uh, <laughs> agree with the panel and uh and uh, I love the takes uh, that we've heard so far. But I do have to admit, uh, boom, that this this footage you're showing of Gran Turismo on the screen right now looks fantastic. Oh, wait a minute. That's, <laughs> that's, that's Forza much, Motorsport. Uh, that, that, that's Forza Horizon 5. That's right. That's ooh, how the game is supposed to look. That's, that's a much, cool on that, that's a much better cool. game. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, but, uh, but yeah, uh, dude, it's, uh, I mean, what a slap in the face ring, really. I mean, not, not only to just, you know, okay, we have some problems and they've heard the complaints. Let's double down on that. Let's just, you know, eh, we we're, we need to. They really want to play this game. They're going to pay for it. I mean, I love I love racing games, um, but I am nowhere near the skill level of uh, of of Zimmy or Fuzzy on playing these games, or or the skill level of Boom when he's off road dirt racing. Sorry, boom, but uh, but you know it's <laughs> it is, uh, and so so to me, if you have to if you have to win high enough in the races to get the money 
to get the cars, dude, I have no chance. You know, I'll be I'll be lucky if I'm going to go kart, woohoo! Because this, uh, you know, it's just I, I'm, I'm going to be with the base cars forever at yeah. that point, unless I want to spend more money. And it's just it's it's sad that, that because they do have a good product that people will enjoy if they would do it right. And and I don't I really I just can't imagine what they're thinking and the PR that 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 they they've got to be they've got to know that's coming in and and then and then like even slightly some of the most diehard fans are starting to I guess see the light or at least confess that this isn't you know where they were hoping it would be so I don't know I just I think that um, I think that they really need to um, take a step back. Um, and focus on the game that they've just got out, get it fixed, get it right, and take care of their customers. Because after all, it's about gaming. We, we want to, you know, everybody's supposed this is supposed to be fun. Yep. It's not supposed to be torture. It's supposed to be enjoyable. And then if they made it not enjoyable racing game, that's what yeah, I Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that uh, the game itself, because uh, my brother, Neo Mental, bought it. I was actually quite surprised. And he didn't really know about a lot of the stuff that was going on. Cause, you know he stays off twitter most most of the time and he's like yeah I'm, I'm enjoying it i mean it looks pretty good to me he goes i don't i don't know what people complain about but uh you know he was he's he's been a fan since the first one on playstation the original og one he was a huge fan then and uh and i told him what was going on with the with the winnings he didn't he wasn't he wasn't aware that they had de- decreased the winnings um it, it, it's it's again there there's a way to say to your customer base, hey, if you want to play the game, you can play the game. Like I said, oh, everything that they're doing seems th- th- what you would do if you were uh, uh, trying to sell, uh, you know, uh, microtransactions during a, a, a free-to-play game. This does not seem fair to the people that spent seventy plus dollars or seventy plus pounds on this game to have to spend this kind of real-world money. And even if by some chance Sony tries to do the olive branch and says, yeah, we're going to give all players a million dollars in credits for us being off and for us basically trying to rake you over the coals. I still don't think that's good enough. And I'm going to tell you why, because most of their high end cars are two and three and three and a half million dollars. So even if they give you a million credits, what's the big deal? You still have to, you still have to win all of these races. You can and, afford that uh, Pinto now, boom. What's that? You can afford that Pinto. <laughs> yeah, you can afford the Pinto. Yeah, the, the 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 green Pinto, absolutely. But you can't afford the uh, the very nice Lamborghini that you want. And then 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 good luck on 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 then doing the upgrades on it. But listen, Zemi, let's get your opinion on this. You you know we were talking in the green room. You're not a big racing yeah. fan to begin with, but you are a realist. And what you know, the writing on the wall is very simple. I I don't think we're trying to um you know skew this in any way to make this uh you know uh you know console war shenanigans it is what it is they're trying to rake the people over the coals and it's clear it was clear when the game launched and it's clear now with the update what are your thoughts on this oh i mean it's for sure a cash grab right like like you can't look at and, and see like how the game initially came out and then seeing the updates that they've you know added to it like i i I find it really, really hard. And I think a lot of people or anyone that wanted to oppose this idea would have a really, really hard time making the argument that, you know, uh, money is not the main motivator for for this studio or for Sony or for whoever made these decisions to to make the the, the microtransactions 
uh, as unfair as, as, as what they appear. And, you know, in, in a lot of ways, you know, them coming out with this, um, this patch for the game, um, reducing uh, the amount of credits that, that players can get uh, from, from certain races. And in a lot of the ways, the way that I look at it is it's, it's almost like they, you know, made a game, they established what the rules were, uh, the players played, uh, and they didn't like the results. So the devs decided to change the rules, uh, you know, so that it would favor them even more, right? Uh, which is, you know, extremely unfair uh, and, and and so on and so forth. I, I also see a lot of similarities uh, to what's happening with this game and, and what happened um, with uh, with EA whenever they released Battlefront 2, uh, yep. that being uh, a paid game as well, if I'm not mistaken, and yep. there being uh, a ton of microtransactions. But um, the, the player, you know, having to play for a ridiculous amount of time uh, to be able to unlock uh, items without actually having to pay real world money for them. Um, which, you know, is, uh, which of course during that time did not go over very well. And hopefully it doesn't, uh, here either. And, and, and Sony, um, and, and, you know, or the dev team can, uh, can learn a very, uh, important, uh, uh, lesson here. Um, but one thing that I find really, really shocking and is, is just the, you know, the, the fact that this is happening to a Sony first party game, right? Like this yep. is something that we see very, you know, common and, and we've seen frequently happen in, in for third party games, of course, right? Um, but I find it really, really shocking that this is happening to a first party game, uh, you know, from a developer that, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Sony owns. Yes. Um, in yes. a time that that is is just really not convenient for this to be happening for Sony. Right. They just dropped, uh, her, you know, their their Horizon game, uh, which, you know, is, is performing OK, but it's kind of in some ways being overshadowed by uh, Elden Ring. Right. right. Uh, and, and now they're releasing one of their most anticipated games, a racer that fans have been waiting for for years. And it's plagued with uh, with an issue like this and such bad press that's that's going to come from this. I mean, it, it's it's it really, really makes you scratch your head and think, what was what is PlayStation thinking and doing this? Or, you know, is this something that maybe they didn't know about or didn't have any control over at the time or, or so on and so forth? But it, it's really strange to see uh, this unfortunate thing happen in a game that so many people were anticipated, you know, and and but then also at such a bad time for Sony, because. Uh, Sony has a lot of challenges that they're going to be facing here in the coming years. And, and the last thing that they need is bad press from a highly anticipated game like this. But overall, I think it's terrible. I, I hope that the that the players, uh, you know, rise up and, and very strongly, uh, but, you know, professionally and cordially, uh, you know, communicate to the developers and the people at Sony that they're not happy with this game. Right. And uh, hopefully the dev uh, team listens and, and Sony listens and they decide to, you know, uh, fix fix the game and, and make it more enjoyable for, for the player. Yeah, no, 100%. I absolutely agree. And this comes on the heels of a sexual misconduct uh, situation that's going on at SIE in PlayStation within America. Uh, as a matter of fact, we had a super chat come in from Jacob Novick who drops a $5 super chat and says, besides the Gran Turismo uh, 7 disgustingness, Sony has finally commented on the woman, uh, the women's lawsuit saying that, uh, that they're taking it seriously, but wanted to, uh, but they still want to dismiss the claims, which is 
disgusting. I, again, there, there, there's a lot going on at Sony right now. There's some real world issues in regards to sexual uh, misconduct allegations that we talked about a couple, I think it was last week or the week after. And that's, that's in itself is disgusting. And then now you, uh, again, you follow suit with something uh, that is, you know, it, it, they're taking, they're trying to take the money out of the pockets of players it is one bad move after another for Sony. I don't know what is going on there. I don't know how loosey-goosey of a ship Jim Ryan is running, but it seems like they are bleeding from every uh, uh, from everywhere, and it's not good. Bad press, I know a lot of people are like, well, bad press people are still talking about you. No, don't believe the hype. Bad press is bad press, and you don't want it. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, can I see. Let me see. I'm, 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 I'm just check the super chats because I think I had another one come in. Uh, Drawn TJ, wow, dude, he drops an additional five dollars super chat. Thank you for the generosity there, Drawn TJ. He says, Gran Turismo 7 proves why it's hard to become a fan of Sony because they are anti consumer. And this is, yes, this is another anti consumer move. It's, it's, I, I, I just don't know what's going on there. This is, again, this is, this is a bit of a shocker. Uh, and, uh, and you know what, you know what annoys me? with Sony a little bit is the silence. It takes them so long to respond. It re- I, and I don't know why that is like, this, like, like, look, we, we, I personally have given it to Microsoft when they deserve it. And I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid to say that because I'm fair about my criticism. I don't use big curse words. I don't go out of my way to throw people on the buses, but if there's a situation like the perfect example, the, uh, the, the, the games with gold situation, the minute they said that it was going to be 120 bucks, I did an, a, an emergency podcast and I called them out on it. And what did they do? 24 hours later, they reverted back on it. Hey, listen, folks, we understand that we did make a mistake, but it is going to remain 60 bucks. We're not doubling up the price, this, that, and the third. So they immediately addressed it. I, I have a hard time believing that we're going to see anything come of this only because there was criticism out of the gate when this game released. And instead of addressing it, and actually, you know, uh, explaining what they were trying to do and maybe make some moves to make it better. They've made it worse. Now, Dreadpool, you just jumped in. I'm not sure how much you've heard. Um, let me make sure that he didn't leave a message here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what, now, you, you obviously, you, you, you've heard the hubbub online about Gran Turismo 7's microtransactions. We talked about it about a week ago. Well, it has once again wreaked its ugly head because now, uh, through an update, they have lessened the uh, amount of winnings because people were cheesing a particular bunch of races to gain credits so they can buy the cars they wanted. And, you know, just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. Everybody knows I'm going to say deceptive practices, you know, they, they, they charged us an extra $10 um, for the game and now they're going to bring this in. But I, I actually heard on Twitter um, that is not the case. I did respond. They said emotional damage. We'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's everybody had good points. I was listening on the drive home, and um, I'm just now sitting down saying hello to everybody. So good morning, everyone. And it's just, it's one thing, you know, when we're comparing apples to oranges and, and this and that, and and just tearing stuff apart for just to, to be like that but when you're breaking it down and you're and you know this is something that as a community 
were getting together and complaining about like this isn't right yeah this this is wrong and this is as a community of gamers not xbox or ponies or any of that stuff you know this is this is um it is deceptive because you you paid seven you paid an extra ten dollars for a game that you thought was going to include everything and here they are making it so you have Still to nickel and dime spend you. more yeah yep you know what i mean so it's 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 not a free to play game i i can understand if it was but you already paid for the game and then they altered the game so i feel like i'm i'm at one of the uh carnies trying to play basketball and <laughs> and shoot it through the hoop to find out that it's not even a standard regulation hoop <laughs> you know and, there's, and, there's a piece of, uh, of see-through plexiglass right yeah. over the top. So every time you shoot, it bounces out. <laughs> yeah, you got the baseball and you're trying to knock over the milk uh, bottles. And, you know, the middle one is glued to, to the plywood, you know, or nailed to it. You know, and you, no matter how hard. I mean, we just they, they, I just saw one. It, literally, the guy hit it so hard. It wedged itself between the bottle and the, and the plywood that it was sitting on. And, wow. And it's like. Okay, but this is the same situation here. Yeah, you're altering the deal. The deal was seventy dollars for this game. I understand if you're trying to make it better because there was faults. It was too easy to, you know, and, and there wasn't enough um, difficulty, and you're just running through it because you don't want that in a game to be that easy where you could just run through it, and then you got no 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 reason to stick around. So I get it, you know. But at the same time, we kind of have to think this is their f- probably like one of their first forays into this, trying to figure out, hey, how do we how do we monetize this a little bit better? How do we do this? You know, so I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Um, they just they don't do this. So, so they don't know. Right. You know what I mean? So it could be part of that. But with them not speaking up, not saying anything, not acknowledging that, hey, you know, yeah, we did this or, hey, you know, the servers are down because of this. Uh, nothing. It, it's dead silence. Yep. So emotional damage might not be too far fetched from what they should be telling us. Yeah, it, it's it's very disappointing. Real quick, John Wolf, generous friend of the program, he drops an outstanding $5 super chat. But it, it's what he says that makes a lot of uh, grand sense in the conversation. Seeing a lot of excuses, and I, and I agree with him. I see a lot of people backpedaling in the Sony community saying, support the devs. Don't be a knucklehead and start spewing support the devs. This is a clear cash grab. If you don't see that, because you don't want to see it he continues and says hey playstation centric gamers it is okay to demand better shame on playstation for lowering the value of polyphony's digital's legacy yeah again we don't know who this is coming from directly but i can tell you that it is gross and uh like i said i'm happy that i have a platform to talk about it i think everyone knocked it out of the park specifically uh fuzzy because you know this is his forte uh this is definitely his bag, if you will, and uh, for him to let basically lose it the way he did on on social media, you look back at it and you say, you know something, he's 100% right because he has not only invested real-world money, but he's invested real-world time that he cannot get back, and these changes do not respect the time that he has put into the game, and that 
in, in that in itself is egregious. But I do want to move on to the second, and this is another big topic. We are gonna get we're gonna get into a little bit of 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 what we saw from Starfield on the back end because that looks like that's going to be a banger. Uh, but we have to talk about Sony's state of play. But we're not really here to talk about state of play because I could care less, to be honest with you. What I'm here to talk about is Hogwarts Legacy, which looks absolutely stunning. I got to be honest with you. I would dare say that this game is, because of its popularity, because of how open world ended it is, how how it has become a full-fledged RPG, I think that this game, at the end of the year, granted that it turns out not to be a you know bleeding buggy mess and it actually works like they like we saw that it was supposed to be working is going to challenge something as fantastic and unbelievable great as elden ring like i i I think that the the three big big ones this year elden ring which i didn't expect to be as big especially for me personally but you have uh, Hogwarts Legacy coming out in the in the in the, the holiday season, which they didn't give a release date. I was a little disappointed with that. Um, but you also have Starfield, and man, I mean, talk about three bangers going head to head to head. That is going to be one heck of a race. I got to go to first to Zemi. He's our not only our special guest, but he is one of the biggest Harry Potter fans that I personally know. This is a game that you've been waiting for. This is a game that you have been talking about. You've done videos about on your channel. Yeah. What What were your personal takeaways from what you saw? Were you visually impressed? Oh man, I was I was a pig and and crap. You know what I mean? Like I was just <laughs> I was rolling all up in it. Oh man, I was loving. It. I love it. I love um, it. Great. No, I mean just to, just to like you know for the, for the audience to have like I guess some like understanding of, of like my history with this game is in 2018 the the game was leaked like um, I think that they were doing some marketing testing and and like a mall and somebody uh, took footage of the game or, or so on and so forth and the game was leaked and so we knew that at that point that there was a Harry Potter RPG coming out but we didn't. Uh, even know what the name was uh, or anything like that. A few months after that leak happened, I started covering the game on my YouTube channel, Constant Gamer, uh, and and I've just been just just very passionately following this game. And um, you know, yesterday we got to see 14 minutes of gameplay. We got to see like a small little developer uh kind of like um uh, which i quite enjoyed by the way quite yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, which i thought they did a really really good job uh, for it and and everything they gave us so much details but there's still you know a lot of things that uh that that they of course can still talk about i'm sure i mean for instance they didn't mention quidditch right are we going to be able to play quidditch in the game probably but they didn't talk about it and they didn't show gameplay of us doing that um but overall like this game to me, just like looking at the gameplay, having read the books several, several, I mean, a ridiculous amount of times, uh, having watched the movies a ridiculous amount of times, I can tell you that this game definitely appears to be a love letter to Harry Potter fans 100%, right? Yeah. Um, they like graphically speaking, I mean, of course, like this isn't like a super next gen game or anything like that. I, I think that this is definitely a game that, that you know could be plausible to play on like the Xbox One, PS4. I, and I think that. I think it does release for those platforms if I'm not mistaken. Um, but but regardless of that, the game does look gorgeous. Seeing Hogwarts and like you know with modern graphics and a video game, 
is absolutely uh, breathtaking. Uh, 100% like in the animations of like seeing like the character like walking around and or like uh, they, they show a small little clip of like the character actually walking down uh, stairs and, and it, like, to me it just looks really really good and seeing uh, the dueling uh, between uh, different characters how it looks uh, looks really really accurate to how it's portrayed in the movies but you know it, but the animations just look awesome. Um, Overall, I, I think it was a fantastic showing. I mean, I'm 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 craving for more. I, I want to know more about this game. Um, another thing that that really kind of caught me off guard is like I knew that they were going to you know expand on uh, you know the Harry uh, like like Hogwarts uh, and, and that the player was going to be able to go to like the uh, Forbidden Forest. They were going to be able to, to explore Hogsmeade and other iconic areas in Harry Potter. Uh, but I didn't expect that, you know, players could go beyond the Forbidden Forest and see what lies beyond that, right? Or go beyond, you the know, game looked, they, show, they showed a, a picture of the map. And the game looks yeah. massive. No, it does. Absolutely. And, and like being able to go to Hogsmeade, uh, which is like a, a big hub, uh, you know, for wizards around, you know, uh, Hogwarts, to be able to go there is awesome. But then they also talked about how there's different... Uh, individual like locations, like smaller kind of villages around um, or just homesteads around Hogwarts that you can visit to find quests to do and so on and so forth. Um, it, one of the things that like as soon as I saw it, just being a massive Harry Potter fan and, and being, you know, someone that's followed this game since way before we even knew the actual name uh, of the game. Whenever they showed, like, you know, I, I think, like, the, the announcer was like, but be careful of, like, what you study at Hogwarts because it can lead to, like, unknown paths. And then, like, it shows uh, the player's character uh, perform the, um, the Avracadabra, um, which is the killing curse in Harry Potter, which is a forbidden curse, which is very, very dark magic. Um, that... It, absolutely is incredible because it what that tells me is is that there's going to be like real player progression and probably choices because you know uh based on what you know areas you decide to study well you know at hogwarts or depending maybe on choices that the player makes uh depend you know it, it you, like you're you're going to see different results, and one of those results might be uh, being a, a wizard that uses uh, questionable magic, if nothing else. Um, another thing that I really really enjoyed about uh, about the showcasing is the game showed you uh, like during certain parts of the game, uh, you are going to be accompanied uh, by, of course, students and and friends, you know, that you form alliances with, uh, but also uh, a school teacher. I, I think they, they said his name was Professor Fig, which is really really interesting because in the Harry Potter books there is a Mrs. Fig who is Harry's next door neighbor who's a squib so she doesn't have any magical abilities but i thought that that was really interesting so maybe there's some relationship with that maybe this wizard that's helping the main character in hogwarts legacy is like the grandfather or great grandfather of mrs fig that we see uh in the actual harry potter series um but i really like how they how they included that because uh, I, I got really, really strong vibes of, you know, like what we saw in the books or, or what we read in the books and what we saw in the movies whenever Dumbledore uh, teams up with Harry in uh, the second to last uh, book and movie. Well, uh, well, 
there's there's two movies in the death of deathly hollow but anyway in the uh in the half-blood prince whenever we see uh harry team up with dumbledore and him take a real strong interest in i guess uh harry's education um i really like that because i got some of those vibes from the movie um that i think players are going to be able to kind of experience what that must have maybe been like for harry during that during that time i don't know I am super excited about this game. I feel like I've been rambling and talking on for way too long. So I want to, you know, give some other people some time. But I, I'm a, extremely excited. I love what we saw. I can't wait to see more. And uh, it is my personal belief that this game is going to release on September 1st because that's back to Hogwarts Day. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. And, nice. and we do know that, um, that there is a book coming out uh, being published by Inside Editions. Uh, which is called The Art and Making of Hogwarts Legacy. And that is set to publish on September 6th. So the game could, of course, come then as well. But there's a lot of rumors pointing towards a September uh, release. I think that that makes sense because Starfield comes out in November. Um, and then I, yeah, believe, I guess plenty, people, plenty, uh, plenty of uh, wing space to yeah. uh, enjoy both games. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, of course, in October, I think um, uh, Gotham Knights comes out for Warner yep. Brothers. 25th. So why would you want to compete with yourself there? So I think yeah. September makes a lot of sense. But I made a full video on that. If you guys want to, you can watch it, of course, after today's show on my YouTube channel. Nice, brother. Nice. So listen, let's let's bring in uh, Crispy Bauman on the conversation. But before I do, Crispy, Danny Passion Official drops an outstanding five hours of chat and says he says Elden Ring game of the year already. Starfield may get delayed. Uh, it's unlikely. Uh, that game mm-hmm. is full steam ahead, brother. And they are polishing that game is that they're not developing that game right now at all. The development process has been done. Uh, Plus, the game. Yeah. Plus, Bethesda doesn't really delay games once they announce the actual release Correct. date. Like they're they're really good on that. Like yeah. very very yep. good. Like I, yeah. So I, I don't yeah, think we're it, it's, delay it's with that. from from when it was announced that the game was being pushed into holiday of 2022, which is this year. Uh, they, you you knew that they 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 said it. Uh, Todd Howard said, "Yeah, we're just we're just polishing the game right now. So it, the game is going to come out, and based on the what we saw in that second episode." of uh of you know learning about starfield the, the game already looks amazing that robot that said hello, hello captain looked dope and that was in-game graphics that wasn't a cutscene. that looked straight up out of the game and i think i mean that, listen it was reported last year and i don't want to get off track from um from you know hogwarts because we'll come back to starfield towards the back end of the program before we get everyone out of here the game has was rumored to be 12 times larger than Skyrim, just 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 put that in the put that in your head for a second, and and so I know Crispy has a lot to say about that, but Crispy Hogwarts, let's let's talk about it. I could care less who 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 has the marketing rights. It you know it was confirmed that it is coming out for Xbox. I know there were a lot of questions like, hey, it's gonna they, they money had it the game. They they did not. Sony, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. They, they could not afford to lock this game up as an exclusive they, ju- they just well, the, i don't the, think the, at&t could afford it because i don't think no. sony would be able to pay them enough money to you know what i mean because yeah we have to remember at&t they're in some pretty tough financial times Correct. and yeah. releasing this game multi-plat with it being such a huge ip i mean it kind of makes sense to it's going to sell 10 million that. copies the first week just like sky uh, just like i was saying that's like skyrim but skyrim did sell that many sold more than that but yeah. just like elden ring i, I think this is going to be a big winner any takeaways for excitement uh, for uh, for you, Crispy? Well, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not like Zemi. I'm not a. I'm not a Harry Potter. You're not a Potterhead, uh, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
my joke still is a call, dope, though, my, man. My, my, my joke is I call him Harry Pothead, but um, <laughs> um, I, I do want to call out one because a lot of people miss this uh, at the beginning of the trailer or, or gameplay, whatever. They were super honest. They said, you know, in-game footage, work in progress, footage featured contains a mix of gameplay and in-game cinema cinematics, you know, um, some camera angles adjusted for trailer use footage captured on ps5 developer kit i don't see a lot of games doing stuff like this like that that is total honesty okay and and you know me boom i love honesty okay regardless of of how the game is going to be later for them to put all of that at the beginning of this this trailer slash gameplay is pretty impressive I also want to say for for Harry Pot- Potter hit, <laughs> I was going to say Pothead, uh, Harry Potter fans, uh, I think they're going to be really happy with this. It looks like a proper, you know, um, Hogwarts RPG. You know, it's not you, you, really Harry has nothing to do with it. It's it's what you it's make a prequel. The game. It, it, it's essentially a prequel yeah. to the, the yeah. books. So yeah, so and 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 you know, you're going to make your own story, and that is interesting. Um, I've been playing a lot of cyberpunk lately, so, you know, I look at what they do with that and how I have so many choices and, and everything else. You know, I love that. I love, like, Obsidian really, like, started to, to hammer that home, especially with, with New Vegas. So that, that type of thing, like, me, the, the combat, I mean, I'm sure Zemi is, like, super happy about the way the combat looks. It looks very, uh, you know, wizard and witch-like, and, you know, it's... It's got a lot of choices. I, I'll give them that. Like, they really, you know, you can play the way you want from at least what we've seen so far. And I, and I think this is why we didn't see WB get rid of their gaming. You know, that AT&T was like, oh, you know, we could keep WB games because, you know, they got a lot coming out right now. And, you know, I think it, this is just the start. I think the, the hype is real. And I, I think they really put the time in this game. And I hope. It's exactly what Zemi wants it to be, you know, because at the end of the day, he's the, he's the one that's been hammering home that he's so excited for this game. And I don't really have a lot of negatives to say. Is it my jam? Probably not. Could it be my, my girlfriend or her son's jam? Possibly. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it comes down to. Like, you yep. might see Crispy purchase the game because of somebody else, which is fine. And that's the beauty of it, but it definitely looks like a proper RPG. They really thought about everything they possibly could, and it seems like they took the time. So I, I was impressed, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I walked away very impressed myself uh, as a fan of Harry Potter, and I've never read the books, right? So that, I know that, that that's, a, that's a checkpoint off for boom status quo. Uh, I'm a big fan of the films. I, I love what they did with them. I know I missed a lot not reading the books. But I'm excited for the game, for the open world uh, RPG aspect of it. Plus, you know, based on what see, see, if you've read the books, you 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 have visual representation from the films if you've seen the films. And in the books, they've gone into many, many very explicit details in these areas. One of the things that I noticed from this gameplay trailer, even whether it would be cinematic or not. Some of those areas are iconic regions within the books and the films. And to see them brought to life on a video game is just, it's bonkers. It is just bonkers to see how good it looked. Now, again, 
we'll know as the game comes out, but they still have some time to polish. Obviously the game isn't coming out to the holiday. We're haven't even hit the summer yet. We're still, we just started spring. So they got some time. I was very, very satisfied with what I saw. Uh, we had a super chat coming from drone TJ. Once again, thank you for the generosity there. My brother, he says, it's got the Knights four player. Unfortunately, it is not. It is only two players, even though there are four characters to choose. I don't know why that is. To be honest with you, it's a development thing. It's It should have been four players for sure, but m- maybe with an update. Who knows? Uh, f- uh, let's get Fuzzy in on the conversation. Fuzzy, what are your takeaways from the state of play yesterday? Is is is, uh, heart, uh, is, is the new um, um, Hogwarts legacy in your wheelhouse, so to speak? Not not entirely, but I do like a lot of the things I saw as far as like the, the player progression and being able to learn different you know, types of spells or different attack <clears throat> approaches and things like that. So the, the fact that they have, not, instead of it just being like a skill tree per se, they have where you have real choice as far as the, the type of magic and things you want to go with uh, definitely looks pretty interesting. Although I, I might be misunderstanding a little bit of the game itself. Like I'm, I'm under the impression it's single player, but I, I was wondering, considering that you can, have like common areas if it could ever open up and be something similar to like a not really a destiny style like hub world type of thing but it almost seems like there there is that potential within that game so either did i misunderstand that it's it's not single player or am i right that it's it's just a single player i thought it was i mean zemi why don't you answer that brother i'm pretty sure it's just single player but Mm. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't think that they've actually really 100% like ruled out the like the chance of co-op or possibly like online duels with like friends and so on and so forth. I mm-hmm. if, if they have ruled that out, I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, but I if I was going into it, I would go ahead and just expect that it's going to be 100% like a single player like RPG. Okay. But I don't think that they've really uh, touched on that yet. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, everything about it looks interesting from a single-player standpoint, but I, I could only imagine how how this thing could explode as a, a, a multiplayer or a, like a co-op type of game. It would be um, insane. Oh, I mean, it, it would be absolutely cool AF to be able to, like, load into the game and, like, mm-hmm. play a game of Quidditch against... Uh, against like your friend or yeah. like do like a wizard's duel uh, <laughs> against your friend or yeah. uh, play uh, like, like I'm really excited. Like one thing that they, I didn't see during the the gameplay yesterday, but I really hope that they add in a lot of uh, like mini games like Quidditch, but then mm-hmm. also like add in wizard's chest, make it where whenever you go to the common room, you can sit down with like a friend or something like that and play wizard's chest. Um, mm-hmm. And like having some of those activities maybe be like online features, I think would, be, would be really, really cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's planned or not. Yeah. I, I hope it is. Cause I mean that it, it seems like the way it's built, it, it should be something that can be, I wouldn't say easily implemented because I'm not a dev by any means, but mm-hmm. it just seems like there's that, that window of opportunity that they could, you know, flick a switch per se and, and open that up. But um, everything that I saw, even though I'm, I'm, I'll admit I've never read any of the Harry Potter books or, or saw any of the movies, but it, it had enough <laughs> to it that grabbed my attention to the point where it is something on my, my buy list. So I, I like everything I saw. Um, very interesting. Like, I, I guess 
world in itself and and outside the actual castle itself uh it, as far as exploration and things and you know having to learn how to ride a broomstick and and that not necessarily make that your fast travel but to be able to travel further away a little bit faster is kind of cool so having all those different mechanics in this game um just seem awesome so yeah I, i'm kind of excited originally i was kind of like um oh, not a harry potter fan so why should i care but uh, everything I saw in there, you know, grabbed my attention and, and being into RPGs in general, I, I actually am probably going to wind up picking this up day one. It's for me, it's a day one. Absolutely. Uh, just, just because I'm, I, I love, I love the films and, uh, I, I just, I, I love open world RPGs and mm-hmm. when you, I mean, again, it's, it's nothing's a guarantee, right? This could have been a complete disaster, yeah. You know, we, we've seen, you know, IPs used and unfortunately not used to the best of their ability. I don't think this is one of those cases. I think we're really going to be very surprised, potentially even impressed with yeah. this. Uh, Web Dave, how big of a Harry Potter fan or, you know, so much, uh, you know, a fan of that world? Did, did Hogwarts Legacy do anything for you? Is that a day one for you? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Uh, big fan. Like Enjoyed the movies. Um Still haven't made it to uh, Universal yet. Uh, we usually end up going to Disney, but I would love to, to go there and, and check that out uh, at some point. Uh, does the game have Diagon Alley? I think that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be I, nice if they if they have was an area you could go to. I didn't. I don't remember um, seeing that, but boy, that'd yeah. be cool. So, like, I, I I didn't see it in the gameplay, but I can tell you that um, y- like the gameplay did show the vaults of Green Gods Bank, which oh, yeah, is yeah. inside of Diagon Alley. So, I there would imagine go. like maybe at some point, uh, you might be able to travel there. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, that'd be cool. And 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 boom, if there is multiplayer, I'm I'm challenging you now to a wand fight i'm just saying well, i'm probably gonna lose that that is for sure uh, <laughs> or maybe we can uh, do a quidditch I just match invaded a bunch of people games and elden ring and no crossing wands yeah. no crossing wands <laughs> no, 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 don't cross the wands no no, no wand tapping on this patronus i'm sorry but uh but yeah <laughs> oh don't cast the patronus series to no? it's not gonna oh. do anything oh darn it oh uh, yeah I mean, it, 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 it's like it, a dementor yeah yeah he's 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 gonna have a don't don't do that to zemi he's gonna well, he's gonna uh, drop out almost immediately <laughs> yeah. <good> for zemi. <laughs> you gotta update it's called patronus Catronus that, says, uh, I'm, "As I'm not sure if that has anything with Corona or not, but then if you are, <laughs> if, 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 or, or, or the or actual coronavirus, then don't do that because that's you're gonna get your your, your friend sick. Don't yeah, do exactly. it. Don't do um, it. Don't do it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, Dave, I, I would imagine, and Zemi, I know you're hoping for this, uh, some sort of a giant collector's edition. Uh, and I oh would imagine, God, yes. I, I'd imagine that they're going to have." Uh, because fans are going to run out and buy this. Any, anyone that really does, and this, this has such a big fan base, this is going. I, I mean, I know Starfield is going to be big. It, it, it is exclusive to Xbox and PC. This is a multi-plat, the same way as Elden Ring was. Man, I, I because of the Harry Potter IP, uh, I have a strong suspicion that this is this might be the best-selling game of the year. I mean, I, I obviously could be wrong, and usually I am, but. Just because of the 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 stoutness of the IP, and this game does look so good. I mean, I I mean, look, I know graphics are graphics, and the gameplay could be horrendous, but from what I saw, I I walked away incredibly impressed, and I cannot wait to get this game. Let's get um Dreadpool in on the conversation. Dreadpool, I'm not sure how big of a you know Hogwarts fan you are. Did this game move the needle for you in any way? Um, this game. Let's let's be honest with it. It 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 just 
on the the principle of the game, what we saw, everything that it's supposed to be, it's going to be a system seller. Yeah, plain and and simple. It's not just going to be gamers. It's going to be people that are into Harry Potter and people that, uh, I mean, we're talking about grown adults, not just kids. Yeah. That will go out and buy one of these consoles just to be able to play this. So I I think it's, um, it looks great. Uh, Granted, we don't know the final product, so, you know, we got to keep that in mind. Uh, right now, everything is, you know, whatever they say, if it's in engine or any of this stuff, it's all prettied up for us. So we'll see a puddle gate issue when it comes out. You never know. Um, but I have high hopes for this and I just can't wait to play it. Um, although I would like to have a sword or something like that, because, you know, I'm just like the Rambo kind of guy that wants to go in there. Forget the spells. Let's just... <laughs> just destroy everything but uh that's not this type of game so but <laughs> I'm, i'll still play it uh, and I, yeah, I, think- I mean it's it's look, i i think that again we don't know how much of the magic is going to you know what magic is going to be there how often you're going to be fighting bosses how often you're actually going to be fighting uh i know my brother made my brother neil mental in the chat said if he has to go into the spider forest he's out um, <laughs> oh, there's, there, hey there's no there's not going to be any of those big spiders in the game are you sure? Yeah, I'm 100% positive. Yeah. No, because well, it, it was Hagrid that uh, actually put them in the Forbidden yes, Forest. In the and forest. this game yeah, takes yeah. place mm-hmm. uh, in the in the late 1800s, way before Hagrid was was even born. So, yeah, no, there's not going to be any big spiders in the game. If, I, I, have a feeling I have a feeling, Zemi Games, that they're going to be quite a few big spiders. Sorry, Neomental. Uh, I'll, I'll be the, uh, <laughs> the prequel Hagrid. Neomental, I will find you and put spiders in there for you. Now that's not saying that there that there couldn't be werewolves in that forest, right? Right. Like, that's Ooh, not saying that there couldn't be werewolves. vampires in that forest or <laughs> like angry goblins or other creepy, you know, crawly things. But uh, but the big spiders like should not be in in that forest. Well, I hope that they are. Just from my brother's point of view. Just make sure you play next to him when he gets to that part. Yeah, you know what? We were playing Resident Evil when it first came out. We went into that part of the mansion where he saw a bunch of spider webs. And he's like, yo, dude, there's a big spider. And I'm like, nah, come on. It can't be that big. It was as big as the screen. He was out. I'm going to say he doesn't like spiders. I'm not a big fan. I mean, I don't don't have a pet spider or anything. But yeah, spiders were okay. Especially those particular spiders. They're very hairy. Uh, And he did not like that. So uh, shout out Shout out to uh, Neo Mental and uh, I'm, I'm not spiders. a big I'm not a big fan of spiders either. They, they <laughs> yeah. keep me out. You're not, yeah. you're not a fan. I, I, I listen, folks. I had I'm not a fan of almost dead, anything, really. I had Dead Space footage that I was going to play. I had two hours. <laughs> I went back and I started playing Dead Space <laughs> One and Two, and I was like, man, I forgot that Zemi Games going to be here. I said, listen, I don't want the guy leaving the podcast because it's too terrifying. So uh, <laughs> I, I changed it to uh, what, what you're seeing now. But uh, listen. Folks, let's let's. This was this was a, a supposed to be a, a a much larger topic, and it's fine because you know sometimes you don't know how you're going to power through these things. We did like twenty something minutes. Someone had asked in the chat, "How long is this topic?" Well, it's over. We're talking. We're talking Starfield, uh, and uh, there's a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Because quite frankly, I think it is going to be one of the biggest games of 2022, despite what we expect from um, Hogwarts Legacy, despite what we've seen in sales and just word of mouth with Elden Ring. Um, I just, it's, it's, there are so many things going well for this game. Uh, It's, 
a game from Bethesda. It's the first new IP, new IP in over a decade. It is literally Todd Howard's baby. Uh, the more we hear about this game, the more I realize that this game is just going to be one of those games that when we sit to have a conversation, everyone is going to have a different way. Did you find Planet X? No, I did not. What was on Planet X? Oh, did you find Planet Z? Nope, didn't find that. Where the hell on the map is that? This game seems to me is going to have so many legs. I, I don't even know what to say. But the but but what, what we're here to talk about is the, uh, you know, Bethesda, and more specifically Todd Howard and his team, they're very good uh, on the lead-up to their releases of their big games. And what we've seen and what was released this week was episode two of learning about Starfield. And, you know, we saw so what, what appeared to me, and again, I could be incredibly wrong here, it looked like it was the, the particular part where the robot says, hello, Captain, it looked like the game, like that looked like what you would find in the game. If in fact that is the case, uh, that game is going to be unbelievably gorgeous uh, to play, uh, to look at, to fly around the world. Uh, we know we know the different kinds of races. We know there's different kinds of religions. Uh, Zemi, I got to go to you first on this, brother. You are like Harry Potter and Hogwarts, one of the biggest fans of Bethesda, one of the yeah. biggest fans of Todd Howard himself as a as a developer, and one of the head uh, uh, linesmen, if you will, of of Bethesda Softworks. What what were your takeaways? I mean, could could your hype meter break through past ten with what they showed this week? Uh I think it did. Uh, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna have a really, really hard time discussing, you know, figuring out which game is my game of the year. I'll just put it <laughs> like that because um, between Hogwarts Legacy and 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 Starfield, I I don't know, right? And there's there's some real issues where that's concerned. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna have to figure that out that that one out, but. Um, Starfield looks absolutely uh, fantastic, and and I, I'm beyond excited for it, right? Um, you know, of course, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Like, there's part of me like deep inside that's like, you know, I kind of wish it was Elder Scrolls because I'm I mean, where Bethesda's concerned, like that is by far my favorite IP. But I'm really really excited to see what uh, Bethesda does with you know their 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 first new like original ip in like over 20 years i'm super excited to to see and uh from from watching uh the most recent uh you know short uh i was very 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 impressed i think graphically the game looks uh absolutely stunning uh but even like just the world building and like the different factions seem you know really cool and unique and um i kind of got like the vibe like some cyberpunk like starting vibes because i mean and i, I don't know if this is going to be the case but it, it, like it kind of like whenever i listened to it it kind of made me think of this like um you know, like they, uh, one of the devs uh, was talking to the other and they were mentioning like, uh, there's like a corporate faction. And if you start with them, then it like, it starts out as like, you're going in for like an interview with them or something along those lines. And that kind of made me think of what cyberpunk did and, and what also some other RPGs have done, um, 
like uh, Dragon Age Origins, having different maybe like starting stories. So maybe whenever you create your character, you can, you know, choose maybe a starting faction. And of course, like with most Bethesda games, I don't think that you'd actually have to stick with that faction, but it would be a really, really kind of cool and, and, and unique uh, start to the game and something that we haven't really seen Bethesda do before. We've seen them play with it a little bit, uh, for instance, in, in Skyrim, um, towards uh, the very beginning of the game, you're ultimately able to make a choice. Do you want to go with this guy who is a part of the Stormcloaks or do you want to go with this guy who's a part of the Imperials? Um, that doesn't really have any major implications on the main story or even any of the side stories uh, for, for the most part, but uh, we, we've seen them play around with that. So that's one thing that that really kind of caught my eye while, while watching it. Um, and then, of course, um, one thing that I've always kind of griped on Bethesda for um, is whenever I play these games, like I get really into them. Like I'm like role playing. I'm choosing like weird names for elves and stuff. Like I I really get into it. Um, more more so than any man probably should. Uh, but one thing I always had a real issue with was you know if I'm playing as a really good character, right? Um, you know, like. But I, you know, but I still want to do all the content within the game. It's kind of hard for me to go to like, for instance, the Dark Brotherhood and, and Elder Scrolls and become an assassin while I'm like this really good chivalrous knight. It, you know, it kind of breaks the immersion for me. Um, and so I really liked how they mentioned the whole pirate thing, uh, them being, you know, uh, uh, you know, pretty much like an evil kind of faction in, in the game. But the player, uh, from what it sounds like, isn't forced to uh have to have to choose to side with them and do evil things to to progress through that faction they can actually side with them and become like a good guy for instance and and turn them in um and and i hope that's something that they really really expand on in skyrim that was kind of there but it locked you out of getting uh achievements and, and from getting a lot of the uh like the rewards you could actually go and turn in like the dark brotherhood and, and skyrim but but you know, there, there was a lot of reasons why the player wouldn't want to do that. So I hope that they really expanded on this in Starfield and, 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 and made like multiple kind of um, choices that the player can make um, for, for immersion, you know, uh, reasons. But overall, man, I think that the game looks really, really awesome. I think during uh, one of their previous videos, they were talking about how uh, they actually sent some people down to NASA and was like having conversations to try to figure out how the technology would work or should work or how it could, you know, hypothetically work in, in, in you know, in, in certain situations. And I think that that's one really big draw for like a space RPG. And that's one thing I really liked from Mass Effect was um, being able to like dig into the lore of Mass Effect and find out how these different technologies evolved and, um, that, that's another area that I'm really, really looking forward to for, for Starfield. But overall, man, I'm, I'm really, really excited for this game. Uh, I can't wait to play it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm super excited. I, November 11th can't come soon enough. I'll just put it like that. Yeah. It's, I just, I have a feeling this is going to be, uh, uh, this is going to be the year of Bethesda. Uh, I mean, uh, Redfall, you know, again, take, take it for what it's worth. We don't know, uh, what they're going to bring, you know, bring with that game? Is it going to be yeah. delayed from the summer to the fall? You know, to the fall? Is it going to be delayed to twenty twenty three? We we don't know. Um, you know, obviously there was a lot of talk on 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 the uh, on the on the socials because of what leaked. Like I guess I, I said it on numerous podcasts. I'll say it again. Please do not go based on con uh, compressed Twitter video. 
as your end all opinion about Redfall because the same team that did Redfall that is making Redfall currently, well, they've only made some of the best uh, spy uh, spy open world first person games ever, right? You know, Dishonored one and two are masterpieces. Prey is another incredible game, and of course, Deathloop was everyone's uh, potential game of the year last year. So let's let, you know let let them do what they do, and I'm sure that's going to be fine. But keeping with the uh, the uh, Starfield tour, Crispy. I got to go to you next on on that, brother. You've been back and forth in the uh, uh, you know in the DM regarding it, and you had a lot to say there. Let's hear what you got to say now. How big do you think Starfield is going to be? And were you impressed with the uh, the video? It's called Made for Wanderers, Episode Two. It's only five minutes and thirty five seconds long, but in that conversation that Todd Howard had with some of the producers of the of the game. I walked away incredibly impressed. What about you, man? My my hype meter is through the roof. Um, my hype meter through the roof is is for Hellblade too as well. I, I feel like the developers that kind of give us little snippets and and what they're doing and how they're looking at it and all these things they're they're, they're doing things. I, I almost feel like Ninja Theory is like, yeah, we're gonna kind of do what Bethesda has done. You know what I mean? Because Bethesda has done this for a long time. Um, you you got to realize that creation engine 2 and you know that robot i believe it said in game like everything's in game engine so that that robot like literally they have been building creation engine 2 for probably 10 plus years okay they 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 haven't used it ever this is going to be the first time all right this is this is your engine this is your bethesda engine you know as far as the rpgs are because fallout 5 all these this is this is their baby Okay, and and they're using it on a new IP first. You, you have to understand that. So, the one thing I looked at is is you know they had a little round table there with them. Those devs I all it. I it was I, I their those, excitement was awesome, dude. And and those devs have all been there for, for like years. almost almost twenty years, yep. most of them. So their excitement, like literally, I thought god howard was gonna scream at one point like he just the smirk on his face like yeah i i I really i look at body language and i know how somebody's going to approach something and he he literally just wanted to tell everybody everything like he he really yeah he's an excitable guy in his eyes you could see it in his aneurysms like like and, and boom, you you've learned that through you know being an officer. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Like like body language is a lot, and it can tells tell you a you lot a about lot. a person and, and what the they're about to do. Yes, indeed. and the confidence that team has at this point that they're going to deliver something absolutely special. And you got to realize, like right now is a great time. I mean, the it, it might be in any entertainment, TV, whatever, like mandalorian boba fett like like all these space epics that are coming halo is going to come out and i think it's going to be more well received than some of these uh sites that have gotten watched the first two episodes i think because they're gonna you know go to a broader audience you know what i'm saying and then they're gonna look at this Starfield and they'll be like man i could like be in like this this space epic world and the amount of you know research they've done they talked to spacex they, they they talked to so many you know, teams that are actually going to space and doing these things. And they're trying to make this game feel as realistic as possible, but also, you know, bringing your, your, your RPG elements back in there. Like, like, you know, when, when Zemi was talking, I'm like, I'm like, dude, you guys do realize 
they're kind of they're going back to oblivion which kind of started a lot of stuff which they said by the way um they're using some of those you know you kind of you have your 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 dialogue trees but then they're kind of they're trying to branch them off into this new thing but at the same time they all you can't say that you know new vegas didn't have this you know what i'm saying I, I told y'all I joined Caesar's Legion and then I killed them all. But you know what I'm saying? And 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 when they go and say you could be a space cop, you know what I'm saying? You could be like you could be the um you know the the, the black ops of, of you know whatever faction you're in that doesn't like these pirates, but you could give them all the information. Like like that's the type of stuff I love. You know what I'm saying? Like in an RPG, like you could be that that shady mother mf that's actually good you know being good shady but at the same time being like being like yeah yeah well i i did do this but i had to make them you know realize that yeah, yeah. so you, i they give me more information and this is why i gave this information and and this is the point like they also brought out the fact that the, you know they really want these these character models even if they're ai to really like bring this immersion to it like they really like in five minutes they really like went in depth of what their thought process is and from what i saw just there i love it and like i said you know this is not um you know halo infinite coming out with slip space engine okay this that felt rushed these guys have been sitting on this they have been for making many, this many years for yeah. many, many years. They have been concepting and making this game for many, many years. I am with you, boom. They haven't said it flat out. Well, they kind of did. It's in polish. Okay. They are polishing the game. They know they want as little bugs as possible, but I don't want to hear no trash because I'll tell you <laughs> something right now. Okay. You're building a RPG and only, I mean, we see it all the time, but we're seeing bugs in games that are more linear than this. So I, I don't want to hear there. There is going to be somebody that exploits a bug or finds a bug. Okay. This happens. But I mean, it, it, it's, it's Bethesda. I love them, but there's going to be bugs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> you, you're talking, you're talking a world bigger than Skyrim. Like think about that. 12 you know times, 12 so, times larger. So it's going to be tough to find every bug. They probably have like 20 game testers on this every single day. You know what I'm saying? But those mentalities are not the same as us gamers. You know, we might find something that they don't. But one thing I'll tell you, they will listen. And, and that's, that's we can go all the way back to the beginning topic. They will listen to us. And we'll yeah. say, hey, this, this is not, wor not working. And they will attempt to fix it. If it takes longer, they'll probably tell us. But right now, you're seeing Bethesda, which they've done, being a little, you know, like, hey, here's a little snippet, okay? But the confidence I saw in all of their faces, and 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 like they they felt like they wanted to share more. But I feel like we're gonna get another little thing, and then you're gonna get a gameplay trailer probably at the showcase E3. Yeah. You know, it's not really E3 now. You know, I, I want E3 to come back completely, but I call it the showcase. You're gonna see something you know really like groundbreaking from them well that's what that's what that they're no notorious for doing so they, they you know at, at the big show i would imagine we're going to get a nice chunk of gameplay and that's what they do normally they would give you a release date but we already know it's coming out 11 11 22 so 
and and they wouldn't have done that unless they were absolutely confident because I and I just want to call out the the morons that talk about Fallout 76. That game was not done by the A team. The A team's been working on Starfield. I'm gonna yep. be honest with you. Okay, yep. Th- that game and and you know you have to realize they weren't purchased by Microsoft yet. They they needed money. Okay, and and they looked at that game and they say, hey, we can make money off this. You know what I'm saying? And and they thought that they had the right formula. They left out a lot of, you know, they, they basically left out a story in that game for the most part. You know what I'm saying? And and you all you did was just play with people and you'd find little snippets, you know, you'd go and hack a terminal or something. That that was not what people expected. People just wanted a co-op fallout, really. That's the way I look at it. Like I wanted to be able to play with another person. You know, that's that's what it came down to. And they just completely went way over the top and they went after the microtransactions, stuff like that. They've they've corrected it. I mean, a lot of Fallout fans that I follow and, and you know, I, I love Fallout. They've said, hey, they corrected a lot of stuff that we hated and I'm yep. still playing the game. And and that's the point. Like, that's a games as a service model. But it really always it started out that way. Like a lot of people ignore that. It really started out that way. They they warned you about it in some way. This game is going to be like, you know, like Skyrim 2.0 in space. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's that's Very exciting. or Fallout. You want to go Fallout three? You want to go even Fallout four? You know what I'm saying? But the one thing I, I'm thinking is like as time goes on, I think Xbox is going to allow them to have the 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 mods like. You know, like the, these these player based mods come into effect. It's it's going to be like this kind of marriage of just like you know, it, it's going to be something that we've never experienced. And I think it's like I said, the perfect time because I think a lot of people are looking to space and saying, "Hey, like you know, what's out there?" And and that's what what Todd the said. exploration hey, aspect of it there, is just man? is going to be crazy. And they're gonna, I would imagine, like all Bethesda games. There's going to be DLC. There's going to be additions as the game continues. I, I I think what we're getting is going to be incredibly special, and it, and I think that it is there. It's going to be that that one game that we've been waiting for for Microsoft first party to release, and I I, I cannot wait to be uh, to, to be a part of that conversation, especially on this podcast and many others. Uh, let Let's get fuzzy, fuzzy. Before I get mm-hmm. to your brother, I got to thank a few people. We have Danny Passion Official drops this very generous five dollars super chat and says, "I won't put Hogwarts Legacy head to head with Elden Ring. I'm not a Souls fan like that. I, I think Elden Ring is one of the best games ever. Uh, HL gameplay needs to be uh, needs to be uh, sat, needs to satisfy him as a player. I, I think it will. I think that you know you're only you're limited to 14 minutes. You know you can only get so much. I think the gameplay loop for uh, for Hogwarts Legacy is going to be really cool, uh, really good. It, at least that's my opinion. Chaos Theory, who's been a channel member for two years, holy matrimony, brother! Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate that. He says, um, uh, gr- uh, "Great topics this morning, guys, and I made it live. Keep it up. Well, we're happy to have you here, brother, and we're glad that you are enjoying the show. Thank you for supporting the channel as long as you have." And uh, called Wave. Uh, drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says a bug may be rare and you won't find it until millions of people are playing the game. People don't understand how game development works. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's Bethesda. It, it, it's it's kind of they're kind of known for having some bugs. I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, but this game is. Remember, 
there this this Starfield is in a great position because they didn't rush it out the gate to put it out there, right? They gave it a year more than we thought it was going to be in development. Originally, this was supposed to release last year. It didn't, and they held it off because they wanted to continue polishing it. This game is not only going to look incredible, I believe it's going to run incredible because of all of the polish. Now, again, could I be wrong? Potentially, but I don't think so. Uh, but uh, Fuzzy, what what were your takeaways mm-hmm. from what we saw on episode two of uh, you know of, of you know the star the Starfield the preview? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it. And I know there's a lot of knuckleheads out there that are like, oh, I want to see gameplay. It's like you'll get it. <laughs> exactly. It, it's this little tease or taste, I guess you could say, that we got. Just it's it's enough to keep the you know, hype and momentum going for this game. Like people that are interested in it don't necessarily need to see gameplay right this second, but just having them like, like kind of like what Crispy had talked about, like having them sit at a round table and seeing the confidence in that team. Um, and, and just the, the aura that they're giving, you know, this thing is ready and yeah, we don't have it in hand just yet, but you know that they have, they've labored over this thing time and time again going over you know every finite detail and yeah they're not going to be able to touch every corner because it's like space it's like a procedurally generated (laughs) you know universe that i mean you're going to have dozens of planets that you're going to probably be traveling and the next player over may not even see any of those but sees twice as many planets as you saw but didn't touch any of the ones that you originally you know landed on so it's it, it, it's not unlimited, but it's definitely had so much it's open big, space potential. And, and yeah. the fact that we got to see the companion and I, I think they'll, they'll tease us with little in-game things here and there as we go along, like the, the, you know, some of the storyboard art that they had showed before, uh, as far as like the different bases or different, you know, factions, as far as like their headquarters and things like that. Uh, it, it just ties into the, what, is going to lead to be like an awesome, you know, sci-fi adventure. And yeah, I know a lot of people are either in the star Wars camp or star Trek camp. I I lean more star Trek than star Wars, but the fact that you can kind of, you know, play both sides as far as, you know, be a part of the pirates, but like work with the, the law enforcement on the back end and, you know, just all of that. You know what faction in. I'm taking, right? I'm 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 going yeah. law enforcement. That's just unfortunately that's my DNA. Sorry, folks. Yeah. Sorry to disappoint. No, but <laughs> I'm not it, a pirate. But it, it, just think of all the fun you're going to have encountering the pirates or encountering all the different factions that you may encounter or that you may have to trade with. You may have to deal with the pirates to you know get better upgrades for your ship. So it's it just all of those things that they just you know touched on, you know adds to my excitement for the game i'm I'm looking forward to this game more than uh, anything else oh, other than maybe motorsport 8 you know still fingers crossed that that gets announced at some point this year but outside of that like i i wasn't big into mass effect when it was released because i was on pc and it just wasn't i was i was playing like uh home world and you know other space related games that weren't necessarily story driven type of thing and the, the fact that they have like 2000 lines of dialogue or or 2000 more lines than what they do for Skyrim and just 
all the stuff the that they, scale they and scope on. of this game seems unfathomable to yeah. be honest with you like when you when you consider the 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 cornerstone of bethesda mm-hmm. now some people may may argue with you and say that it's fallout i i i would personally disagree i, I would think that it's it's skyrim yeah. Not so much, and not really just Skyrim. Morrowind was massive. Oblivion was massive, um, and this is going to be, folks, twelve times bigger than Skyrim. I don't know about how how many hours. I know Zemi probably has beat his beat. I put ninety hours into into, and and that's that's a pale comparison. I mean, Zemi has beaten it multiple times. Yeah. Uh, I, I just I just think that if you are someone that appreciates the amount of work that goes into building these worlds that we've seen Bethesda do time and time again. Um, I, it's, I, there's a lot to get excited about. And that game is coming out this year. This, this, oh, is, yeah. this year is going to be from a hole to elbow uh, <laughs> packed with games. And, and we haven't even talked to Nintendo, which they have Kirby's coming out on the 25th. Oh, yeah. I, I know people are going to don't boo me folks. We sports, Yes, finally hey, we're fun. getting it. We, we, we're, we're getting getting bowling back <laughs> for the Switch. I can't freaking wait. I already, I already have it pre-ordered. I actually bought two copies: one for me and one for my amazing nephew Tyler. Um, nice. But listen, let's bring in Web Dave on the conversation, and we'll bring Dreadpool, and we will get everyone out of here. Web Dave, this is uh, look. If there's one thing that we can say about Todd Howard, is he knows how to play up getting the fans excited. And these these little vlog things that they're doing, uh, you know, made for the wanderer, right? You know, getting people excited. They're not giving you too. They're not giving you too much peeks behind the curtain, but enough to definitely wet the palate for you. Where does Starfield fall as 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 your most excited game in 2022? Is it on that list? It definitely is on that list. I think it's going to be huge. I mean. Like you said, everything that everybody else has already said about the game being, I mean, amazing size, scope, um, and the, the detail and the level you can get it, your character into, how you can pick it out and just really, you know, flush it out the way you want it to be. That is so exciting. And then, of course, the different branches where you can go, you know, you can be a bad guy, but a good bad guy, maybe. I don't know. That's it's just so that's that's awesome that you're the ability to be in there. And uh, to to do that is is going to be uh, the scope, the size. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And then the graphics. I mean, this thing is going to be absolutely off the chart as far as what it's going to look like. I mean, the, what we've seen so far, obviously very small parts, but when it does come, when we do get it, and whether it's a couple of months away, that we're going to actually see it. I mean, I think you'll probably have a breaking news special three-hour podcast just about when that trailer drops and we're probably all going to be like i want on i want on because it's going to be it's going to be big it is really going to be big i mean i'm enjoying elden ring yes i said the words but uh but to but to to what's you know what's coming what this is how long he's worked on this you know like you said the polishing stage is here it's gonna be big it's just you know i would be I, I, there's there's no way it's going to be disappointing. <laughs> That's yeah. just it's, I'm the level is so now, what high. All the polish like, that they have going on with right. it. And I mean, remember this game was supposed to release last year, and they sat on it for an additional twelve months. And I believe it's going to uh, succeed the same way Halo Infinite did. Now Halo Infinite 
I understand that there are some people that that are you know questioning the content that they currently have and you know regarding content drops, but we cannot argue the fact that Halo Infinite released in an incredible state, both single player and multiplayer, having that year of extra development time. Well, that the, the Halo effect, as I call it, is happening with Starfield. Yeah, and we're going to see that come to fruition when this game comes out at the end of the year. And at that point, from the time it was announced that it was taking a hiatus to polish, to release, it is going to be an incredible experience. That is my opinion. Uh, I agree with you 100%. It's, uh, like I said, it, it's, I mean, there was people that said, you know, oh, he's giving it a date. Why shouldn't, she shouldn't give it a date. He knew then how far along they were. I mean, and they have been really working hard at this. The A team has been all over this. And um, I, I just, um, from from their passion in that interview, that, like he said, the schoolgirl excitement <laughs> that they had, you could just tell that it's like, oh, you guys have no idea what's coming. You just wait till you actually get to see it. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's sooner than <laughs> later. Um, I, I'm so ready. Um, you know, like, like, um, like they've said, uh, the panel members have said, uh, it can't come, uh, soon enough. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be big and, and everybody, uh, I think is really going to be, uh, I just, I, I just feel that it's, um, that it's not out of the, out of the game of the year talk just yet. Even though a lot of people have already crowned their game of the year. Um, yeah, let's just kind of see what they have up their sleeve. Well, the three and, big ones, yeah. and we've talked about it, we said it before, are going to be uh, Elden Ring, it's going to be Hogwarts Legacy, and of course, it's going to be Starfield. Now, some people may throw Horizon into it. Uh, that would not be my game of the year, the way the game released. I'm so disappointed with that game based on the bugs that I haven't gone back to playing it after nine hours. I will get back to it when it's patched. Right. A graphically beautiful game. Uh, story was really gripped me because I love Aloy as a character and how she gr- has grown. But that game wouldn't even, may not even hit my top 10 if they don't fix it. Uh, my brother played through it, and he gave it a 7 out of 10 because of the bugs. Same as me. Right. Um, but these three games, uh, you know, are, are going to be big. And I, and I, man, I, just, I just think when you talk Bethesda and you talk legacy and you talk about passion, you know, a couple of panel members said this. When you, when you saw the way Todd was talking, when you saw the way the other developers were talking about this game, they, it, they they were dripping with confidence that this game is going to be a banger and it's going to look look like uh, like what you would expect the next generation Bethesda game to look like. Dreadpool, let's get your final comments and we'll get everyone out of here so they can start their incredible weekend. Dread, I, I, I don't know where you fall with Bethesda games. Are you excited from what we've been seeing uh, from uh, the these vid docs coming from Todd Howard and company? Well, yes, I mean... Who wouldn't be? You know, it's it's a game that people have been looking forward to. They've already stated this is Skyrim in space. Yep. So there, that is very well established. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, with, with uh, a lot of pop reference, I think, you know, Star Wars, I'm thinking space spiders because of all the bugs that they might have. <laughs> um, you know, we'll just go with that. Um, but, you know, you do something like Ice Pirates, right? You can get space herpes. So you got to worry about that when you're on the ship. So it's just, I think it'd be cool. You know, just the, just the, the, the possibilities of where you're going, everything, it looks great, but yet again, it's all, you know, take it with a grain of salt. 
Um, but you know, you guys are mentioning, you know, be, the halo effect and I'm thinking, so we're getting, um, co-op about a year after, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, it's just, I guess I want to play it. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to have a good time with it. I'll, I'll create my own story. Um, and I'll, I'll be hacking slashing, doing whatever to space spiders and, and, you know, exploring planets. I just don't want it to be. Uh, a no man's sky i don't want it even even with the upgraded everything that they've done after the fact there no this will... is going to be a lived in world you know yeah, so once, exactly. if, if, yeah cuz no man's sky which again my brother plays a lot he absolutely loves that game i played it over, i put like 60 hours into it when it was terrible and i actually quite enjoyed it but it was a very lonely experience the one yeah, thing that I... we know about bethesda is that they know how to make npcs matter I, I don't yeah I, I don't think that there's any fear or i don't think people should be facing any fear at all that this is going to be like a no man's sky i think like the greatest way of kind of explaining this game is it's going to be like the outer worlds on steroids yes yeah that's that's the way that starfield that. is going to be like yeah it's, that sounds about right too so <laughs> yeah like i said just have fun with it right you know let's not be too critical over if this is going to be game of the year, let's let's just enjoy the game and see what they push out and um, find all the, the 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 fun little joys of surprises that we run into when we hit these planets and, and share it with our friends. That's really what I'm looking forward to is, you know, you guys are playing Elden Ring. I haven't even bought it yet. I mean, I got the FOMO for it, but, you know, you guys are sharing all the cool stuff and it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, it's like, oh, well, if you go here, you get this, you get that. You know, if you go this way, this is where this thing is, you know. So stuff like that, I think, is going to be the same way with, with this game. And, and I'm looking forward to be a part of that one. Like I said, I'm just not into Elden Ring. Even though you guys have given me FOMO, this would be another thing that would give other players that wouldn't be giving it a, another look, probably, you know, more FOMO for them to do something and check this out. So. Well, listen... I, I think what we're going to get is something really special. I think everybody on the panel is excited for it. Uh, I, I love the comparison uh, of uh, Outer Worlds on steroids. Zemi, uh, well said. And, I mean, I love the Outer Worlds. Really, really enjoy the DLC. Um, and really, can't, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we, love, we love Obsidian. And we know we can't wait to see what they're going to do with Avowed whenever that comes out, potentially next year. But this year we got Starfield, and man, oh man, am I ex ex extremely uh, hyped and excited, like everybody in the chat. Uh, so let's uh, let let's get everyone out of here. Let's start your weekend off on the right foot. Hopefully you enjoyed the near two-hour program. We got the three big topics. Everyone had incredible points. Zemi, let's, uh, let's sell your brand, but more importantly, sell your game. Uh, besides being an incredible community <clears throat> member, podcaster, and website uh, entrepreneur, you are now officially a game developer. That's right, folks. If you didn't know, Zemi Games launched his first game onto Steam and Xbox through the creators program known as Back to School. It's actually quite it's actually quite good. It's very quippy. It will teach you that you are not as smart as you thought you were because <laughs> some of the questions I got wrong and they were in fourth grade the fourth grade level. So it's not good for boom, but it's a fun game especially if you have kids. Sell your games, I mean, tell people where they can download it, how much it costs, and more importantly what you're doing on the back end to get achievements added to the game yeah absolutely so so we first off we still are 
uh, actively working to hopefully getting the game put into ID at Xbox so we can add achievements. Uh, there, there are achievements on Steam. Uh, they're just not on Xbox because the way that we published it, they just don't support achievements uh, through the uh, through the uh, creators program. Uh, but if you are interested in buying Back to School, it's an educational quiz game um, where the player has to answer challenging primary school questions to ultimately see if they're smart enough to to pass elementary school. And and it may sound really pretty good, easy, man. but but it it it's it's actually quite challenging because um, some of those questions are pretty tough. Um, if you guys want to buy it, it's on Xbox, it's on Steam uh, for $4.99. And then here recently, we've just launched an update that included uh, a really, really cool feature that I'm really excited about, uh, which is an accessibility feature, um, which is a text-to-speech uh, narrator that you can toggle on uh, from the settings menu. And what that allows is that allows uh, any players who have uh, a learning disability uh, that affects how well they can read uh, they now don't have to worry about that while playing back to school uh, because the uh, narrator that they can toggle on will go ahead and read all of the quizzes, uh, all the quiz questions and all of the answers uh, awesome. to them, uh, awesome. which is really, really cool. There's, of course, an additional feature of uh, being able to turn on and off the timer, uh, which also helps for players with learning disabilities. Uh, but one thing that I'm actually really, really excited to announce um, that we just recently announced a few days ago on our developer blog is that 10% of all profits from game sales will be going to the uh, the National Center for Learning Disabilities, which oh, is an organization awesome, which helps uh, children, teens, and young adults uh, who have learning disabilities, which I am super, super excited to announce that. Um, so if you guys are interested in, uh, you know, checking out Back to School, once again, you can uh, you can buy it on Xbox. You can buy it on Steam for $4.99. Uh, and then, of course, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Goldenrod Games uh, because we are still doing uh, a few more giveaways uh, for uh, Back to School. So if you don't have the money to be able to, you know, afford the game, uh, there are uh, some options of uh, hopefully winning a copy through a giveaway. Uh, you guys can also follow me on my personal Twitter account at uh, Zimmy Games um, for just just per more personal, I guess, updates and also updates on my uh, on my YouTube channel, Constant Gamer. Yeah, nice. Uh, boom. Well as always, yes. thank you so much, man, for the invite. I appreciate it. Oh, um, I will be on uh, Stubbs Gaming, uh, their, his podcast. I will be on later on this evening at 5 p.m. Eastern uh, to do an interview over Back to School. And it's just going to be kind of like a game uh, development like uh, interview and so on and nice. so forth. So if anyone's interested in checking that out, uh, be sure to uh, check out Stubb Gaming's uh, YouTube channel later on this evening at 5 p.m. Eastern. Nice, brother. Well, listen, congratulations on the successful launch of the game. Let's hope that uh, Chris Charler or anyone from X Xbox is listening. Uh, this is a game that not only deserves to be in there, it it, it really is so different that it, it it's exactly what would fit something like Xbox Game Pass. It certainly would fit ID at Xbox. Uh, I don't have a direct line to, to Chris, unfortunately, Um because if I did, I'd be talking about your game. I think that it's unique. The aesthetics of the game are just what you would get in school. I mean, the the, the the chalkboard and the way it writes is just it's it's a really cool experience. And yeah. if you have kids, uh, I definitely encourage you giving it a shot. I mean, four ninety nine is not a lot of of, of investment, and I think mm -hmm. that you are going to have fun. And they've already done the one update, which I thought was 
tremendous in regards to accessibility, being able to uh, play the game, even even if you are someone that has a learning disability, that's tremendous, dude. And that's and oh, that, can, and that can, can be commended. Can I add one more thing? Sure. I messed up. It's not at 5 p.m. It's at 6 p.m. because uh, Britain hasn't turned back their clocks okay, yet. So, 6 PM so, so it's at 6 p.m. Also, on the 25th of this month, we're launching another update that's going to have some bug fixes, but we're also going to be doubling the amount of questions that are currently in back to school as well. Nice, nice. nice. Yeah. Excellent stuff, brother. Well, congratulations <laughs> on that. Uh, let's get everyone else out here. Uh, Crispy Bomb, by all means, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone what shows they can find you on and where they can reach out to you on social media. Can I just say, Zemi, uh, salute to you, man. Like, you threw out some questions out there. I was like, what the what is this? I don't remember this from school, but I mean, elementary school. I, yeah, well, I'm 34 years old. I don't remember a lot from that, but uh, a shout out to you. Cause I, I think I could stump the 14 uh, year old in the house and it'll be pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at Christy bomb on Twitter, Christy bomb 28 Xbox live. You find me on retro renegades Tuesday night, 7 PM. We got the next podcast. 8 p.m. Thursday prime time. And of course, you can find me back here on Breakfast of Boom Friday, 10 a.m. And yes, play the games and stop giving the trolls their love. Stop retweeting them. Stop doing all that stuff. For the love of God, they do not deserve that. Their soul is so eaten by a plastic box <laughs> that you cannot help them. Okay. And you're giving them clicks. So stop doing it please yes that well gr great pu public service message definitely appreciate that brother uh listen uh fuzzy belvedere uh listen you're going to continue uh the, just to give you the heads up the uh there was a story that dropped seconds ago from vgc where uh, polyphony's digital polyphony digital's president and gran turismo's uh series producer uh k yamayuchi has addressed the gran turismo 7 recent mm -hmm. lengthy server downtime uh, and what he's saying is that they uh, 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 that they were afraid that with uh, they, there's going to be another update 1.08 yeah. uh, regarding some issues discovered with 1.07, and that they were afraid to erase everyone's save. So they are uh, they're taking their time with it. They said this is a rare issue. It was not seen during tests on the development hardware. Uh, and and or the QA uh, uh, um, sessions prior to release, uh, and then making it a priority. So the reason this is the reason for the service being down. My sincere apologies for the late report to everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, still doesn't take away the fact that you have to pay real world money to play the game after you bought it. But could, uh, <laughs> Fuzzy, if people want to reach out to you and potentially continue this conversation, where could they reach out to you on social media? But more importantly, check out your YouTube channel. Well, greatly appreciate you having me on here this morning, Boom, and and awesome having you back on here, Zemi. Really awesome uh, game you're working on there, and man, kudos to you, man, for for what you're doing. That that's so awesome. Um, always love being on here with everyone on the panel, uh, Dreadpool, Crispy Bomb, and Web Dave, New Boom, man, you guys are awesome. Thank People you, in the chat, thank you so much for uh, joining us today, and. 
for any of those that want to see my ramblings or, or complaints or, or, you know, kudos to even Gran Turismo on certain things. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Uh, you can search for fuzzy underscore Belvedere also on, on YouTube. Uh, you can also find me on uh, FSP on Saturdays with uh, Mav and Just Key at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and the Shop Podcast with PTK Blam and Pong Soul at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time after the Daylight Savings Time change. And uh, man, can't can't wait until next Friday to be back on here with you guys on Breakfast with Boom at uh, 10 a.m. next week. Thank you so much for that. And of course, uh, Web Dave, brother, uh, sell your brand. Who you got coming up next for your interviews? Who did you, did you recently interview and release? And where can people check out that YouTube channel? Well, uh, thank you, Boone, for having me on. Also, I want to say a big shout out and thanks to everybody uh, that uh, was in the chat today. Uh, they were bringing it really hard today, man, bringing some great uh, comments and uh, and keeping it real and keeping it uh, keeping it friendly, which is awesome. We always appreciate that. Um, dude, uh, it's uh, outbreakpodcast.com um, uh, is my website. Uh, Outbreak uh, Podcast is my YouTube uh, page. And um, let's see, um, week four last I had on, um, uh, or last week I had uh, Zimmy Games on. Um, and this last week I had on, I said Mr. Joanna Dark as well. And nice. I also had on um, some some great talent, uh, but I also had on uh, uh, Joe was on uh, this Mr. week. Bad bit, yes. uh, that's right, Mr. Bad Bit was on, and uh, and boy, it's some good topics there. And then uh, coming up next week, I'm gonna have um, I did an interview. Uh, it's in the can. I'll be here next week with uh, Boxenberger. Nice. And then uh, and then I just uh, completed uh, this Tuesday uh, completed an interview, which will be up the following week um, with uh, Fuzzy Belvedere. Nice. And uh, which was uh, very interesting to say the least. And we definitely get into uh, to Gran Turismo and that you definitely want to tune in for that. And then I'm um, hoping to get interviews with uh, Crispy Bomb and uh, Dreadpool. Uh, we'll just have to we'll just have to see if they reply back to me. I'm just saying. I, 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 I think you're 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 you're, you're I haven't seen be, uh, the DM yet, buddy. It's coming, buddy. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, I promise. I it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Don't worry. But yeah, listen. Good stuff. Thanks, great interviews. Great people to interview. Uh, it's, it's good to know that, you know, it, it's great to be on a podcast, but the one-on-ones are very interesting, and you're doing great work with that. Uh, Dreadpool, brother, let's get you on out of here. Where can people check out Breaking Bread with Dread? What new, what new uh, uh, episodes are you releasing, and where can people reach out to you on social media? Yes, uh, as always, thank you for the chat for showing up. Um, it's, it's always appreciated when you guys, uh, are civil with each other. I mean, mm-hmm. throw those little jabs out there, but still stay civil, right? We're all friends. We could all disagree. So keep that up. Uh, we need to obviously learn from each other, right? We learn from different, uh, difference of opinions. So, uh, Zemi, congrats, you know, um, what was it? 499 out of yada of mine. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, thanks. Thank you for showing up and uh, hanging out with us. Uh, the rest of the guys, Web Dave, you didn't send me a DM, so don't throw me under the bus like that. Uh, but Crispy, Fuzzy, you know, boom. Uh, great. I'm, I'm, you know, always love being here on Fridays with you guys. It's, it's, uh, it's always fun. You know, and we appreciate you coming like in. That, right? You're coming, you're coming like from that. work. A lot of people don't know that, that you are just getting off work before you the show starts. So we definitely <laughs> yeah. appreciate you being here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I appreciate everybody. Um, Breaking Bread with Dread, you can find it on anchor.fm slash Dreadpool. It's also on Spotify, Apple, Google, 
BitCast, Outcast, CastBox, uh, Public Radio, yada, yada, yada. It, even uh, some other podcast pods. Everywhere. I just found it. Out. Yeah, it's, it's like everywhere. It's, it's, yeah. I'm just sure type in Breaking be... Bread with Dread and you'll find it on, on yeah. your favorite RSS feed. Yeah, so it, it I didn't know how, how much it blew up. But um, yeah, it's just you can find it there. Um, for everything else, just look up linktree.com slash dreadpool. It's got my YouTube, my Twitter, my TikTok, uh, my merch. I actually sold a couple of the uh, um, planted dreadpools that I that Oh, I wore dude, that's awesome, brother. Yeah, year. awesome. So yeah, these, these cats didn't even know about it. And they were talking and I said, hey, I, got, I actually have a shirt. And they're like, what? So I sent them the link. Two of them bought it right right on the spot. That's awesome, brother. So yeah, that's, that's really cool. I love to see that. And uh, listen, you're doing great work. We love the love the uniqueness of Breaking Bread with Red, and of course, we love the uh, the stout uh, opinions that you bring to this podcast and any show that you're on, specifically uh, when you're on with uh, Wilmy on Wednesdays. But listen, folks, that is your show. Thank you so much for hanging out on this week's new episode of Breaking I would say Breaking Bread with Red Bre- Breakfast with Boom Holy Matrimony <laughs> can, I, can, I, uh, can I add one more thing I almost yeah, forgot Yeah absolutely our 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 great community friend Everboard Saga Husk and I have the creator feature tomorrow at 8 p.m. with him Very nice dude nice, that so. that guy's got a that guy's got a lot to tell, a lot of story to tell Yes yeah. Nice nice well listen check that out uh they're going to be sitting down uh Dreadpool and Husk with, of course, Everborn Saga, who is not only part of the Gaming Circle podcast on Saturdays, he's also a part of Primetime Gaming with me and the rest of the crew on Monday evenings. And, of course, uh, thank you for the Super Chats that came in. Uh, They tremendously help us, uh, you know, do the big giveaways, and we do have one coming for Easter. Um, I'll get, you know, I'm sitting down with Mrs. Boom to go over the finances on how big it is is going to be. It's going to be decently sized where we're going to have at least uh, eight winners, but we're just trying to figure out how much, you know, of the gift cards we're going to be giving um, during that giveaway. But that, that information, you know, stay tuned to one of the podcasts we'll be doing, uh, you know, next week Uh, on Wednesday, I'll be sitting down with uh, Jeffrey Grub Grub, the guy with the best hair in the business on one-on-one on the new episode of X-Vlog Live. But that is not happening Thursday. That's happening on Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because me and Jeff, we have different schedules. And that, that's when he was available. So we're doing the, the, the episode one day earlier. And, of course, the regular you know, primetime gaming Monday evening. Uh, Xbox Factor podcast on Tuesday afternoon, and then we'll be back here again next Friday morning on a new episode of Breakfast with Boom. Big shout out to the near 400 people that were here. Thank you for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. And of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that is important to me, folks. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me with kids. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom.